Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. I got a hot one for you today. I hope you are ready. I hope you're ready for some truth in love. That is what we are called to do, friends. We are called to speak the truth in love. And This episode might rub you a little bit wrong. I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you through what I want to share because it is a topic that I see going all around the interwebs. And I even see really good people, myself included, probably did this at a time until the Lord showed me. And so I am speaking to you as a sister in Christ, iron sharpening iron today, really wanting to encourage you with this whole idea of not feeling enough. Not feeling like you're enough to maybe fulfill the calling God has in your life. Or, you know, you could fill in the blank here. I'm not blank enough. There's all different things that we can put in there. But I'm going to share it within the context of a question that was asked in our Facebook community. If you are not in there, go get in there. There are thousands of other Seek First CEOs, women who are chasing after Jesus while fulfilling their purpose and calling. Go get in there. I'll I'll leave the link in the show notes. But recently, Sarah, a member of our community, asked... When you're struggling with the lie, I am not enough, what is a scripture verse or verses that you cling to during the fight of those thoughts? This is a massive struggle for me right now, and I need all the truth I can get. So I answered Sarah with truth, and I want to share this with you today, because if you look on Instagram for more than probably 10 minutes, you will see someone telling you that you are enough just the way that you are. So here's my response to Sarah. When I start to wrestle with those thoughts, I am not enough. I accept the truth that I am not enough. John 15, 5 says, apart from God, I can do nothing. And instead of making that make me feel less than, in fact, that actually frees me up to bring my not enoughness to the Lord. Now, I also can share other scripture that tells God has a purpose for our life and he knit us in our mother's womb and he knows the plans he has for us, right? So God has a purpose for me, even though he knows that apart from him, I can do nothing. That is the whole point of being a Seek First CEO, not feeling like you have to do it alone or that you don't have the qualities to fulfill whatever it is that God's calling you to fulfill. Here's the reality is the Old Testament shows us that we cannot do it alone. 
I don't know about you, but when you read through Genesis all the way to the end of the New Testament, I just feel so bad for them that they had to do all of these things to follow the law. And if they sinned once, they had to go make a sacrifice. And then if they sinned again, they'd have to do it again. And there was so many things that they had to do to be in right standing with the Lord. Knowing that we're human and we sin every day, I mean, I'd have to go back and offer sin offerings like every single day. That would be exhausting. The Old Testament shows us that we are not enough. We cannot do it alone. Or we're going to end up exhausted, burnt out, overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and feeling really discouraged and defeated. But hallelujah, we are about to celebrate Easter. And so the New Testament gives us a new story. It gives us a new truth to stand on. And that is the New Testament shows us that, you know, hey, the Old Testament said you cannot do it alone. But the New Testament shows us that we don't have to. Not only did Jesus pay the price for our sins, right? That we, and this this is, this is the, the whole gospel, right? That Jesus paid the price for our not enoughness so that we can continued to be in communion with the Father. The veil was torn. If you look at how the temple was set up, only the priest could go into the Holy of Holies. Nobody else could, but when Jesus paid the price for our sins on the cross, the veil was torn. There was there was direct access to the Father. We could go into that Holy of Holy place because Jesus tore the veil so that we could be back into communion with the Father. And we are hidden in Christ. So when God looks at you, he sees Christ. I actually had a crazy epiphany on a coaching call today with the Made to Flow Academy. And one of the women was sharing about, you know, how oftentimes we look at other people thinking they're the ones that need to change. And so she was really trying to focus on how can she not only focus on herself, but how can she choose to see that other person's, that other person, even their yuck, right? But how can she choose to see that other person through God's eyes? And it hit me. So a lot of what I teach in one of my courses, Made to Flow Academy, is that your thoughts matter. And so I, I tie brain science and biblical principles together to really help help you understand your brain. And so it dawned on me today that God chooses to see us through the lens of a father who loves us. And he chooses, he sees Jesus because we're hidden in Christ. And because of that, he thinks certain thoughts about us. He has certain feelings about us, certain beliefs about us. And then he has made decisions that impact like the actions that he takes like toward us, which impacts the result of our life. This is crazy and mind-blowing to me because we are not meant to be perfect. Jesus was the only one. We are not meant to be enough. That is why Jesus came. We are not meant to be everything. The only way that we can actually fulfill our calling is if we are co-laboring with Christ and we are filled with the Holy Spirit to have power, love, and a sound mind. And y'all, that is not us. We are not enough. And again, I don't know about you, but like this is so freeing to me that I don't have to be enough and yet God still sees me as enough and that he wants to still use me. He wants to work alongside me. He wants to co-labor with me. 
He wants to have communion with me, connection with me. Y'all, I don't know, like, does this like free you up? Because I think when we try to buy the lie that I am enough, it never feels like it. And it never feels like it because it's not true. And I, you know, we could, you can tell yourself the affirmation, I am enough, but friend, that is not true. You are not enough. And sometimes we do harm in telling ourselves affirmations that are not true because then we start to not trust ourselves. You can't just make yourself believe something. This is why when I'm working with clients, I always make sure that their I am statements are rooted in biblical truths. And we really call them decrees and declarations because the word will not return void. God's word will not return void. So we know that if we're speaking the Bible, And really all that is, is speaking our identity in Christ. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that you are enough. In fact, it says your righteousness is like filthy rags. So your good is like a filthy rag compared to Jesus and perfection. That to me says, I'm not enough. But hallelujah, I don't have to be enough. And I don't have to do it alone because not only did Jesus pay the price, but he went back to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father and he sent the Holy Spirit, which is a gift for us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He is our advocate. And there are many other descriptions of what the Holy Spirit does for us. If you don't know the Holy Spirit and what purpose he serves, I encourage you, as you're reading scripture, look for it. Look for the characteristics and the nature of the Holy Spirit. It will change your life. So not only do I really accept that I'm not enough. And to me, again, that is so freeing to know I'm not enough and I don't have to be and I don't have to do it alone. I have the Holy Spirit advocating on my behalf. What I also do is I repent. And I know this can be a really big trigger word for people who maybe grew up in a very religious church. Um, I used to think repenting meant I was a bad girl. Let me share a phrase that the Lord gave me years ago and I still use it to today. The enemy wants to use your sin to shame you. And God wants to use your sin to claim you as his child. And when you come before him and you repent and you turn away from, that's what repent means, to turn away from. You repent, you change your behavior. You don't just say, I'm sorry, but you actually turn away from whatever it is, the action or the thought or the whatever, and you go the opposite direction. So the opposite direction of I am enough is, well, I'm not enough and I can accept that and thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for my sins and thank you, Holy Spirit, for not not making me do this alone. So I repent for believing that it's about me, that it's about my strength, that it's about my creativity, that it's about my X, Y, Z, whatever you want to fill in the blank with, I am not enough. And then, of course, I ask the Holy Spirit to use me, work in me and through me. So the key really is giving God you're not enough and asking him to help you make it more than enough for those that you're called to serve. That lets you off the hook. Now that doesn't mean we get to be lazy and do nothing. No, laziness is not good either. We are expected to do everything with excellence, but excellence is not perfection. And I think what's holding so many women back from doing the thing that God has called them to do, has created them to do, is this lie that I am not enough. And somewhere along the way, it's almost like our pride or our ego fight that, that, well, if I'm not good enough, 
then what will other people think of me? Well, that's a great question. What will other people think of you? And if we're worried about what other people think of us, we'll never do the thing. If we're worried about not ever feeling ready, we probably will never do the thing. In fact, I think not feeling ready is a recipe for helping you remain poor in spirit and knowing that you need God and that you're not enough and without him, you cannot do it. So you better tether up, get tethered up to the father, get tethered up to the Holy Spirit and say, you know what? Acknowledge before him, God, without you, I cannot do this. And so I don't want to do this in my own strength. I don't want to do this in my own might. I want to do this with you. So some verses I want to leave with you is that John 15, 5. It's the part that says, I am, you know, without apart from you, you can do nothing. But before that, it, it explains this beautiful picture of I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Sister, you are not meant to bear fruit on your own. If you are just a branch without a vine, you're not going to have fruit. Your branch is not enough. You must be connected to the vine. And God says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear not just fruit, you will bear much fruit. Can I get an amen? You will bear much fruit. You are meant to bear much fruit, but it's not because you are this awesome branch and that you're enough on your own. No, it's because you are a branch connected to the vine, to the whole source of everything. Apart from him, we can do nothing. And that's the last part of John 15, 5. You know, we hear this really popular verse, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or through Christ who gives me strength or, you know, whatever uh, translation you're reading. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. If you're reading the King James, I think sometimes we forget that last part. I can do all things. Yes, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You alone are not enough. But with God, with the power and the help of the Holy Spirit, with Jesus' blood, you are a conduit for more than enough. So if you have wrestled with this thought, I hope it frees you today to know you're not enough and you never were meant to be. And that is why Jesus did what he did. And that's why the Holy Spirit came to earth. So that your lack, wherever you're lacking, God fills in all the gaps. And what the enemy uses to shame you is what God uses to claim you as his. The enemy wants to make you stuck feeling like you're not enough. Shameful of your lack. Shameful of your not enough of fill in the blank, whatever it is. But God actually looks at you and says, hey, yeah, you, you that aren't perfect, you that might not have all the answers, you that might not be super creative, you that might not whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah, you, I want to use you because I want what I want to do through you. I want to get the glory. And it's going to be because of me that it becomes so amazing and more than enough. I really think as a Christian, you know, kingdom CEO, we have to remain humble. 
humble is that, man, it's not about me. It's about God. And this idea of us being enough, that's, that's a, that could be a pride thing that I have to feel good enough and ready enough. That's all about us and, you know, a me, me, me kind of a thing as opposed to, God, I am not enough. And I acknowledge that and I thank you for still choosing me. I thank you for still loving me. And I thank you for still wanting to partner with me. And I'm just going to give you my not enough. And I just, I'm praying that you make it more than enough so that I can fulfill my calling and serve those who I've called, been called to serve. Can we stop saying to other people that they are enough? Can we stop doing that as a, as a nice social media post to make people feel good about themselves? Because what we're doing is we are negating the fact that we want to point people to the Savior. We want to point people to the truth. We want to point people to Jesus. He is our missing piece. He is the part that fills the whatever's not enough. So that we can be more than enough for those we are called to serve. And I want to end with this too. I believe that we are not enough. At the same time, God loves us in our not enough. That he still still wants us. So it's not, let's not confuse not enough for having value and having worth. The Bible says that, Jesus died, even though while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even though, even though we have shortcomings, God looks at our not enough and he still chooses us. So let's not get confused with the fact that, you know, you're not perfect. You can't do it alone. That does not mean that you don't have value and you don't have worth because God values you so much that he let his son die for you. God sees you and looks at you and sees your worth as his child and says, I love her so much that I'm going to go ahead and allow my son to go through this so that we can save her and everybody else. So value and worth are a human need. They're one of the three basic human needs is to feel and to know that you are valued and that you have worth. God sees you as valuable. In fact, you are his masterpiece. You are priceless. Ephesians 2.10, you're one of a kind. But that's not because of you or anything that you've done because then we start to get into a works-based mentality where we're working for our worthiness or we're working for our whatever. That's not it. Jesus showed us that you can't work for it or you're going to be working forever. And we can't work our way into heaven. We can't work our way into enoughness. We have to open our hands and receive God and the Holy Spirit and what Jesus did for us as that is the more than enough that I need to fulfill my calling. I hope this encourages you. Let's not just tell people things that sound good. Let's tell people the truth in love. And that is, you're not enough, but that is exactly why Jesus came. And he loves you so much that he still wants to partner with you and take your not enough and make it more than enough to fulfill your calling and your purpose. Father, we thank you. We thank you that the Old Testament showed us how hard it was to try to maintain the law. And we thank you for seeing that as the Israelites over and over and over again failed and showed that they could not do it alone, that you sent your son Jesus to die for us so that our not enough was exchanged for Jesus's perfection 
And Lord, we thank you for the New Testament that not only Jesus died for our sins, but that you also sent us the Holy Spirit, that he fills the gaps of everything that we might lack and that it's not meant We're not meant to be enough. We're not meant to do things perfect. We are not meant that. And so, Lord, we just repent for being prideful in any way. We repent for having any type of ego, worrying about what other people will think about us. Lord, we know that you have called us and you've created us for such a time as this. And so we give you today our not enough, and we trust that you're going to make it into more than enough so that we can confidently and courageously fulfill our calling through our businesses. And Lord, it is not about us. It's all about you. So God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you are not part of the Seek First School of Businessry, get on the wait list. Y'all, we are having a blast. We had an awesome lesson this month so far. We just had our first Seek First sister mixer where we did a like this super cool networking event where people got to meet different sisters and share what they did share their businesses we are having a blast if you haven't seen our posts on social media go check them out lots of sisters are sharing but we want you in this community this is a monthly membership coaching mentorship discipling community for kingdom ceos who want to grow their faith and grow their business at the same time we'll be sharing more details we actually had to cap off the number we maxed out at 100 founding members god is so amazing he is so faithful have a whole story about that later but we did have to close off the founding members um, because we capped out at 100 and we wanted to make sure we onboarded these women the best way so that you can come and we can onboard you really well too. So if you're interested in joining us and joining the fun of coaching, mentoring, connecting, networking, and really meeting other Kingdom CEOs, get on the wait list. I'll leave that in the show notes. And we would love to see you next month when we open the doors. Have a blessed Easter. He is risen. He is alive. And that is why we can celebrate. Y'all, we got work to do. Let's buckle up and do the work for the Lord. 